Love this podcast? Support this show through the ACAST supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. On today's episode of All the Shit I've Learned Abroad, we're talking about how to recognize when you're becoming a jaded traveler. How do you keep chasing those travel highs when you feel like you've done it all and seen it all? And on top of that, how do you continue finding joy in your everyday life once you're off the road and back at home? So let's get into it. It's been a minute, Steph. Yes, it has. Um, We, like you and I have been so busy for the last few weeks i feel like we've barely spoken usually like when we don't put out an episode for a while you and i still talk quite constantly but even like we've both been away i harass you basically yeah and like we just have not been harassing each other um so yeah i feel like i haven't spoken to you in ages you were on a road trip you just got back yeah i just spent a week doing a road trip through new south wales so went and saw a lot more of the state that i haven't seen yet and then where did you just get back from well, I went to Venice and Florence, so I did like a little mini, like vacation um, to yeah these places I'd never been. I was meant to go like two years ago pre COVID, and I had a couple days off work and was like, do you know what? Screw it, I'm gonna go. So I did a little solo solo trip over there, and it was amazing. Um, and then I went to Dubai as well. That was a work trip. Um, and I feel like you also forget you've gone to Dublin here and there. True. You oh, God, yeah. I went to Dublin. Country hopping. Yeah, I, I actually <laughs> forgot about Dublin. So, yeah, I went to Ireland. It was a friend's bachelorette party, which was wild. Yes. Um, so, yeah, I've yes. been, I mean, you and I, it's exciting, though, because I like when we're not, you know, when you and I aren't speaking, but we're both off gallivanting around the world, I'm like, cool. Th- this is, like, a good yes. reason why we're not in constant contact and needy when we're bored. Yes. And that's when, yeah. <laughs> um, but this is, you know, I was sort of thinking about this and how we, we put out an episode, I don't know, a while back now about how travel changes you. And we really talked about the good elements, like the positive changes that traveling has on people. And there's tons of them, you know, like obviously, yeah, well, we talked about them. Everyone go listen to that episode. I'm not going to dive into those, you know, now but i think one of the things and and steph you and i sort of talked about this on 
one of our long drives, very long drives in uh, Canada when we were yeah. there. Yeah. And we were sort of talking about the the one sort of big downside that I feel, feel like people don't really acknowledge or talk about a lot when it comes to traveling. And that's um, how traveling, once you travel a lot, it can make you a bit jaded. You sort of mm-hmm. lose out on the excitement over time. And you and I were both kind of talking about our experiences with that. And we're like, we should do an episode on that because... It's real. And we're not talking travel blues, like post, post-travel post blues. I think we're actually talking about the opposite of post-travel blues, because post-travel blues are kind of like immediately following a trip, and they're more short-term, mm. versus this is more, you know, this goes a bit deeper. Yeah. Like, you're actually losing your joy for the other things. Well, that's it. And it's, it's like, what well, I think what we're trying to say is, like, the more you do something, so the more, the more we travel right? The less exciting it becomes over time or can anyways. And it's like once something becomes the norm, you know, it's just sort of this monotonous, like, okay, I've booked another trip. Now I'm getting on another plane. Now I'm going here. Now I'm going to see this. Oh, I've already seen this, you know, something similar before. So that's what we're talking about. I think I've actually seen exactly what you just said too, from a lot of the really big name travelers or travel bloggers they all encounter this and some of them will actually speak openly about it Mm. and a lot of them hide it because and this you and I talked about this in quite some depth is when you're a travel blogger or you know you're a youtuber or whatever you are or you just travel and don't post anything travels your identity is what you're saying when travel becomes Mm. your identity yeah you and I'm sure a lot of people encountered this March 2020 Mm -hmm. real quick Um, And that's taken away from you. Like, who are you without that? So even if, say you've been on the road for a year, two years, long-term trip, you come home, you're actually excited to be home. You needed the break. Yeah. But then you start to get that question of who am I without that? Right. And it's so, it's funny that you, you mentioned um, when we talked about COVID that, you know, that's a great example of a lot of people that, as you said, they felt like they lost their identity. And I even remember being on Twitter and seeing Nomadic Matt, so he's a you know, well-known sort of travel blogger, written a few books, and he had posted something, uh, I, I can't remember the exact tweet, but it was like, you know, I really miss traveling or something. And people really came for him in the comments being like, oh, you're so privileged. Like, you know, there's other th- other things in the world besides traveling. And like, I, I got their point, but also for someone where it's like, no, well, that's his job. Like, that's what he does for a living. That is his yeah. identity. Like, I felt for him. And I think this is why people probably don't talk about it a lot, getting that feeling, because people then do look at you and go, what a privileged person you are. We're like, you know, oh, you don't get excited anymore about seeing your hundredth temple or, <laughs> or church or like, you know what I mean? Am I making sense? Yeah, you are. I think there, well, I think there's two sides to this too that we've kind of touched on already is that there's, you've done it so much, you start losing the joy in everyday life while you're mm-hmm. on the road. So that example you just gave, you know, you're seeing your hundredth temple or you're seeing your hundredth cathedral. You start, you've lost your passion to right. see those things. Or alternatively, when you get home and you're not on the road. You've lost joy in all the other things that life encompasses. Right. And both can be equally destructive for a person. Mm, Yeah, that's a good point. But to the point about Nomadic Matt and people coming for him, though, what gets me is, you know, people who 
say they were a violinist and they played in the symphony, if they were to tweet, you know, I really miss performing and being on stage five, six yeah. nights a week. I don't think anyone would come for them. No, you're right. Because that is their identity. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good point. So yes, travel is always a privilege to be able to do it. But when it's all you know, too, you, you still have that sense mm. of loss. Yeah. And I think, so you, I, I remember... You were saying, actually, you watched some documentary, an Anthony Bourdain mm. documentary on the way over from, from Canada, which I think is how this sort of conversation sparked. They made a documentary about him after mm-hmm. he died. It's called Roadrunner, a film about Anthony Bourdain. So I watched that when I was flying over. And the focus of it was actually, it, it obviously touched on who he is, how he became big, how travel was his passion. But it was exactly this. Like at the end, he had all these amazing things and did the amazing things. People would dream of that mm. opportunity. And he took his right. life. Like, why did he take his life? And that ties into exactly what we're talking about is all the other things start to lose joy. There was no excitement anymore. It's like he had been... And the loss of purpose. Right. When you're not doing those things. I suppose if you feel like you've done everything as well, when you're always chasing, like it almost reminds me of, you know, you're like like a drug, like you're chasing the next high, you know, like think about, Mm. I mean, the first time... You know, you ever had a drink? Okay, we'll use alcohol as an example. But like, I'm sure there's other people that have tried other stuff that <laughs> that they can use this as the example. But like your first drink. I mean, I got super drunk off my first, you know, one drink, my first time ever trying alcohol. And then like over time. Yep. My, my one vodka and orange juice, I was wasted. Same. That's what I had. I, mean, I think I was, oh God, I was probably like 14, but I was so drunk. And then like over time, your tolerance builds up and up and up and, you know, and the same goes for any other, you know, drug. But it's like, so traveling, I, I sort of look at it like, think of the first time you and I got on that plane. We went over to London and Dublin, Yeah, right? We were giddy. We were so giddy. We were so excited to be staying in a hostel. We were so excited to be walking around like these cobblestone stone streets, taking pictures of like every building that we walked by. And like now, I mean, granted, I live over in London, but anywhere really in Europe, it doesn't have the same... I'm like, what more can I see? How many more cobblestone streets can I see? How many more yeah. you know, old buildings can I see? And I don't know. It just is what it is. Like, I'm saying this and I'm like, I don't know how to change that. How do I get excited over an old pub again? Like we did the first time we went to the George, which was built in the 1400s. And I feel like Anthony Bourdain, well, granted, he's done way more exciting shit than me and you combined. Yeah. But like, I get it. Like, I get for someone like him and like the tragic ending of his life was due to he just had no joy left because he was constantly chasing for that next high. I don't know. I have so much sympathy. And I know a lot of people are like, oh, celebrity, hard life. But working in the music industry and working with a big artist, I would see it all Mm -hmm. the time every time we put on a performance, especially at festivals. They're they're out there performing 50, 60, sometimes 100,000 or more crowd. And the energy is something you can't describe from the stage. And then they walk off stage and you go to your hotel where it's silent. There's nothing happening. And just the contrast between one to the other. And this is why so many people develop, you know, alcohol dependencies and drug addictions. Because Mm -hmm. you come off the stage on such a high and then... You want to continue that high because you don't know how to cope with the loss of it. So I actually have a lot of sympathy for Anthony Bourdain and other celebrities because 
they don't teach you how to do that. And you're expected to always be grateful for what you have, which honestly most people are. Mm. But because you should be grateful, you're not allowed to experience these other things, which isn't life. Well, and it's even like, you you saying this like I, I I don't know if we talked about this on a previous episode, but I know we definitely had this discussion or I had this discussion with like someone else, you know, when we were kind of talking about the same thing. But if you think of some of the happiest people, you know, so anytime I go back to Brantford, our hometown, I've bumped into like old friends from high school that a lot of them haven't done. Like if you were to look at what they've done in their life and not that it's a bad thing, but I'm saying like. A lot of them have never left. Yeah. They're still working like the same, maybe the same job that they did in like, you know, after they finished high school, like they're working at like a factory or whatever. Like all these things that I would look at and be like, wow, how boring. Like that's not what you want for your life. That's not what I want. But every time I see a lot of these people back home, I'm like, wow, they seem so happy and content. Like they seem, they genuinely seem, you know, because again, I'm like, who am I to judge? It's almost like, the more stuff you do in life, again, like you're chasing that next high. And it's like, are we just becoming less, less content with our everyday life? If that makes sense. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? I think of so much of it comes back to that sense of identity. And obviously, I've definitely been guilty of sometimes I come home from a trip and I'm already looking at the next one. And not, mm-hmm. not for any bad reasons. I'm excited and I'm on a high and I am passionate and I have that fire in me. And then I think there's times where I've definitely looked at flights or trips or whatever because I don't know what else to do. Right. So I think part of it is always being very intentional and like, why am I booking this? Because Mm. you hear about people where they're almost booking something for the thrill of the booking of it and then telling people about it. And they're getting more enjoyment out of the act of booking and telling people than they are of out of actually being there of and going, yeah that is such a good way to recognize like when you need to mm-hmm. reevaluate because it should always be the experiences that are bringing you joy and if they're not then maybe stop doing that maybe what you used to enjoy isn't what brings you joy anymore yeah i mean we've talked about that as well like switching up the way that you're traveling like I don't know if you're used to staying in hostels, maybe try like a hotel, like a fancy hotel or like a different type of activity. Like don't do a walking tour. I don't know. Don't go see another church or cathedral. If you're bored of them, go do something else. Find, you know, a food tour. I I get what you're saying because I'm thinking what comes to mind is because obviously when we were younger, we did all inclusives and then. As we grew up, we got a little judgy of all inclusives, but maybe sometimes when you've lost joy and like going to new places, maybe you'll actually get more enjoyment out of that because you haven't done it in so long that you will have more of an appreciation that you'd lost that appreciation. Yeah. I mean, I wonder if there is like also, you know, going back to talking about, you know, people that haven't experienced as much. So like, you know, let's, yeah, let's talk about the people from you know, that we maybe grew up with that maybe have left the country once or twice in their life, or they've just done the all inclusives. Like, is there a balance that we have to find? Like, okay, here's a good example. You know how they say people that earn, like they did this study and like the more money you earn doesn't necessarily equate happiness. And they actually said it was somewhere along the line of like 60 or $70,000 a year. They said is like the peak happiness. I think it's actually less than that. (laughs) It's something. Yeah. Or maybe it was, Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. 
That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. It's the Kia Summer Sticker Sales Event. So give your friends something to look at. Like a B&B with an ocean view an endless field of wildflowers or a sunset that needs no filter make this a summer to share and save with a capable kia suv or powerful sedan see your local kia dealer or visit kia.com to learn more kia movement that inspires call 800-334-KIA for details always drive safely sale applies to purchase of specially tagged 2024 vehicles only quantities are limited must take delivery by 7824 it's like i mean i don't know if they did this in dollars or pounds or you know yeah but it was something like People that, you know, okay, so fine, if you're earning 30 grand a year, all right, you might be like struggling a bit, which, you know, makes you, it makes you unhappy. And then like the more money you earn, you get to like that 60, 70 grand mark and you're content. You've got enough to pay your bills. You're doing, you know, you've, you've got enough left over to do all the fun things you want. And then they were saying like anything over that, like people's happiness levels actually stayed about the same. Is it the same as travel? That's the point I'm trying to make. Is there like a balance? And what is it? (laughs) Has anyone figured this out? (laughs) (laughs) Well, and I know the logic for the financial reason is that there's a certain threshold where people can afford their needs. So they can afford housing. They can afford, you know, food, all their bills. They can afford some extracurricular activities and hobbies. And then once you go start going past that threshold, you're actually just... You're buying the same things, just nicer versions. So instead of, you know, maybe a used car, you're buying a new car. But that doesn't right. actually give you any more happiness. So you've already reached that threshold. And if you're not happy at that point, it's inner work that needs to be done. Um, okay. So relating that to travel, I mean, I think that's everyone's yeah. so different. I think everyone's so different. Because maybe, maybe I'm having an aha moment here. Well, maybe there's like a life quota. And some people do long-term travel and then hit that quota earlier. And some people who go on trips less frequently hit that quota later, maybe. Maybe. And that's that's what I'm wondering. Like, I don't know. Like, am I going to get... Because I do experience this. Like I, I've said, even I remember when I went to Venice. And Venice is beautiful and I had a great time. But like, I remember even like getting on the plane that day. I was like, oh, I've got to go on a plane. Like, and I was sitting really? like thinking to myself, I'm like, I'm about to go. And I had a great time. I did. But like, it was, it, it's not like I got that giddy feeling of like, going the day before and i don't know if there was a bit of anxiety because i don't think anyone had to wear masks anymore on the plane like things were changing i don't know i don't know what it was but it was like i i definitely get those those feelings and i'm like i'm sort of recognizing that it is happening to me a little bit and i'm like am i gonna get to a point when i'm older that i'm not gonna want to travel anymore i'm gonna be like do you know what i like being at home i don't want to get on a plane i don't care about going to some new country i don't know and it scares me a little bit but like 
also maybe it's a case of like I feel like I've got my quota like you just said like maybe I'll get to a point where I'm like do you know what I've done enough I don't have to do it all I've done enough and for me that's good enough because may you know I'm like is it going to be a case of like I feel like I have to do it and then it's just again going to keep sucking the sort of life out of me in my everyday (laughs) you know like and I'm saying that like quite dramatically but could it get to that point I don't know I don't have a crystal ball but and I think that is just where everyone needs to be able to look at themselves and say first of all acknowledging if you've hit that point because sometimes it's hard to recognize yeah and you're just booking things and going places because that's what you do and you don't know anything different right yeah and then just doing that work or taking a break maybe if you if you stop enjoying planes maybe you know you talked at some point about buying a van and going on a van life trip yeah maybe what you've always done just isn't right for you like me something that's changed over time not just in terms of how I travel but is my purpose for travel yeah once upon a time I said that I would never go to the same place twice Mm -hmm. that was my like nope been there done that need to see a new place yeah where sometimes I'm like oh I would go back there because I only scratch the surface yeah or you know I get more excited now to do things like even booking a trip to Canada like I was excited to do that road trip but I was excited to be with you yeah or I do go back to California quite a bit because I have a girlfriend that lives there. And like what I said I would never do, A, I do now. And yeah. because my purpose for travel has changed and maybe just saying, okay, it's it's okay for me to change. Like I don't have to do what I've always done. And that can mean traveling for a different reason or that can mean maybe taking a break for however long it takes. Yeah. And I get that because I used to be the same like 10 years ago. I remember I had like I kept a list of all the countries that I visited and like it was the same thing when I was planning out my next trip I'd be like no I've already been to Germany and I feel like now I'm like I don't really care like and I will I don't know it does make it a bit easier I'm like if I just want to go it doesn't have to be like I'm proving anything to anyone or even myself you know I think that's such a good part about getting older though too like yeah. when you're younger you do do things a lot more for appearances for other people and And you might love it, like a win for you and you're proving something or you're showing something. Whereas you get older, you really stop giving a shit about what other people think. And I guess that also ties into your reason for traveling. You know, and tying this back to like Anthony Bourdain, which is a very obviously like extreme case of, you know, but I'm like, maybe Anthony Bourdain needed to just retire from his TV, you know, like doing the TV stuff. And like, that was the thing is he... So I don't, I don't remember everything because it was a couple months ago I watched it now. So forgive me yeah. if I don't get these details right. But I think that was the struggle at the end was he did stop mm. or he did try to retire. And he had previously taken a break from it all when he had his kid. And mm-hmm. he said he had so much fulfillment in just taking his kids to school and, yeah. you know, those little everyday joys. And yeah. then whereas, so when he retired or when he took this last break, he really thought, you know, he'd have that satisfaction and joy in the everyday life. And he didn't. His kids were adults. Mm. He didn't have a sense of purpose when he stopped. Right. And obviously, even with a documentary, you don't know everyone's struggle. You don't know what they're going through. So I certainly can't speak to like. No, of what, course not. But why he did what he did. But it was very apparent that he had expected to have joy in everyday life when he stopped 
and then he yeah. did it. And coping with that is huge. Yeah. And maybe I guess it is, you know, uh, and here's the thing, like Steph and I, we're, we're doing this episode where we're just talking on the topic. I don't have the answers. I don't have the answers. <laughs> yeah. I experienced this obviously not to a, 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 you know, the same way that somebody like Anthony Bourdain. And again, he really chased adventure. Like he was doing, I mean, I don't know, maybe if I was doing the same stuff as he was, as much as he was, maybe I would feel the same. But I guess maybe there's an element of finding finding those little joys in everyday life. And I guess, as, you know, they talk about like gratitude journaling and all that, which I've tried in the past. And like, you know, I know you have to be consistent with it. But maybe it is an element of what are, you know, just the little everyday things that gave you some spark, you know, of joy that day. And I don't know. It's do we need to start well, doing this when we're not traveling? Yeah. You know, I think that's one really good. Well, you know, trying to find a silver lining, maybe not a good thing, but one positive outcome of the last two years is so many people who have had to reevaluate who am I without X. And for us, that was travel. But for other people, it might have just been like going for their wine night every Friday night and suddenly they couldn't. Mm -hmm. So many things have been stripped away from so many people. You have to ask yourself, you know, if your identity was tied to just one thing, suddenly you realize hold on, I need to be a bit more multifaceted and get more purpose from multiple things. I remember when lockdown actually first started, I read um, this book, which I would highly recommend to anyone. But it was, I remember I bought the book and I never read it. And then it was very fitting for lockdown. It was um, The Unexpected Joys of the Ordinary by Catherine Gray. She's um, a British author. And she's written a couple other books. Um, She has another one called The Unexpected Joys of Being Single, which for any single ladies out there, or men actually, Highly recommend that one as well because it's really good. But it, she's all about finding those little joys in. So so obviously the one about being single, it's talking about, you know, all the benefits of being single. You know, we don't need to be tied down to a person and, you know, a person shouldn't, you know, be your identity, which almost ties in a little bit to what we're talking about. Like travel is the same thing. But yeah, this book was, you know, it talked about, you know, finding those little joys um, and and just kind of like, well, exactly what the title is, looking at the everyday things we would consider mundane, but where can we find happiness in that? And where we don't have to be constantly chasing the next quote unquote exciting moment or adventure. And yeah, I mean, maybe it's that. Maybe it's like when you come back from this like awesome travel experience and then you come home to that quiet apartment and you're feeling, you know, the post-holiday blues are kicking in. How do you... Like we said, we don't have the answers. We just know this is a problem. Many people have. Just this week for anyone listening, asking yourself, who am I other than travel? For me, it's the podcast, mostly because Mm -hmm. I enjoy doing it with you I get a lot of satisfaction from that it's my work my events work that I do yeah my relationships with multiple people if I had to pick yours you can speak to them better but like your cats oh Um, god I am a crazy cat lady now but it's true though your place your relationships like there are things we really highly value in addition to travel So for anyone listening, I would challenge you to, even if it's in your head, everything's better if you write it down or you verbalize it. But what defines you other than Than traveling? Yeah. Yeah. Homework. Everyone's got a bit of homework to do. Um, Yeah, I like it. And yeah, I mean, I wish I had like a crystal ball that I could look at myself in 10 years and see like, am I still going to be chasing travel? Like, am I or am I I going to? I don't know. I think I will, but I'm like, am I still going to have that, you know, I want, I would love to get that feeling back of like the firsts, you know, we actually did an episode where we talk about our firsts and our first experiences of things. And I don't know, I, you know, maybe it's about trying new firsts, but then again, it's like, 
then you're just chasing something new. You're chasing something bigger. Like, when does it stop? How much is it going to take for us to get, you know, keep that feeling? It's almost like a marriage, you know, or like a relationship. Like the honeymoon period wears away over time. And then next thing you know, you're sleeping in single beds 30 years later, farting in front of each other. No care in the world. But like, you still love each other, right? I don't know. Am I? Yeah. <laughs> I, <laughs> I mean, I've never been in a 30 relationship, so I can't speak to that. Okay, five years. I mean, <laughs> I mean, same thing. Yeah, I think. Yeah. I mean, this is, I guess, um, this is why people start swinging, right? Uh, we've just gone into a territory. I know nothing. <laughs> same. I don't know. I'm just, uh, you know, people are always looking for that new, like, you know. I'd imagine. I'd imagine there's layers of why people start swinging. (laughs) um, (laughs) You know what, though? So these are just good questions to ask yourself in general. And like we've said, not have the answers necessarily. But there's people who, you know, from high school until they die, just drink every weekend. Socially, not even necessarily problem drinking. But like manageable life is okay social drinking on the weekends and it's like well why is this any that different from that like the same it's just we enjoy one thing over another and that's where i think just you know be a bit multifaceted yeah true and i guess also i mean again maybe i'm having like a moment of this is what i can do like remind yourself when you are doing something cool like when you're traveling somewhere and yeah maybe it's your millionth millionth church you've been in be like just remind yourself in that moment, I'm in a really old, cool church and I'm traveling and I'm where, like, you know, what I mean? like when I went to Florence, I was like, I'm in Florence. <laughs> like I'm in Italy right now. You know, like just reminding yourself of like, this is a cool thing. It is. Kind of like gratitude practices. Yeah. And, you know, there's so much work out there that we can all do towards practicing gratitude. Yeah. There's so many benefits for it. And even just my answer to everything is kind of nature. <laughs> like mm-hmm. It sounds crazy, but everything's worse when you're in a man-made structure, just confined and not going out. Like mm-hmm. you don't have to travel to go out on a hike in the woods and be amazed. True. So um, that's my, that's usually my go-to when, when life is hard. Well, what we're saying is then guys, everybody go to the woods, have a moment. Have a little meditation Become moment. bush people. Become <laughs> a lady of the trees. The bush. The bush. Okay. <laughs> um, uh, guys, uh, we, as always, we want to hear from you. What, like, have you experienced this? If you have, what are your tips? Tell Steph and I. Do you have the answers? Because we don't. We're like, let's just talk about it and see. I mean, I feel like we had a couple aha moments. Also, really recommend reading Unexpected Joys of the Ordinary by Catherine Gray. Pick up a copy. She's great. Yes. And if you would rather win a copy, you can tag us on Instagram or Twitter at ShitAbroadPod with your tips and tricks on how you continue to find joy in the everyday. We'll pick a random winner from all the responses, so we look forward to seeing what you have to say. Great. Well, looking forward to hearing from you all, and we'll see you next time. See you next time. All the Shit I've Learned Abroad is a travel podcast focused on anything and everything related to travel. You can listen to us on multiple platforms from iTunes to Google Play Music and more. And with that, please, if you have a chance, give us a five-star review on iTunes or whatever platform you listen on. That drives us up the charts and really, really helps us out. Want to support us on Patreon? Find us over at Shit I've Learned Abroad Pod and donations start as low as just $1. Also, if you could follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Shit Abroad Pod and Facebook by searching all the shit I've learned abroad. Thanks so much for listening. 